Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Listen to Your Eyes, a podcast presented by Horizon Therapeutics for people who have a thyroid condition and are experiencing problems with their eyes. Throughout this series, you can learn more about thyroid eye disease, or TED, and hear from physicians, caregivers, and others who discovered that their eye symptoms were actually TED. My name is Lori Gottlieb. I'm a psychotherapist and the author of Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. I also co-host the Dear Therapist podcast. In today's episode, I'll be answering your questions about strategies for navigating the mental health toll of chronic disease. So here's the first question. What do you believe are the biggest mental health challenges when it comes to chronic illness? This is such a great question because I think that a lot of people don't understand what chronic illness is and what it's like to live with it every day. And I think the first challenge is that it takes people a while to get a diagnosis. Often people will have symptoms and they know that something is wrong with their bodies, but they go to a doctor and often what they'll hear is you're just stressed out or you're anxious and they're not really taken seriously. So I think one challenge is believe yourself if something doesn't feel right and go to another doctor or as many doctors as you need to go to until you find one who will really sit down with you and listen to what you're experiencing and take it seriously and work you up until they figure out what is going on with you. And then I think another challenge is that once you get a diagnosis, there's a relief because there's a name for something. Now, finally, you know what it is and you can treat what you have. But the other part of it is there's often a little bit of loss or grief because now you have to say, I'm going to be living with this and I need to figure out what this means for my identity, what it means for my relationships, what it means for what I can and can't do. And I think that on the one hand, you can find that very empowering in terms of finding strategies. And on the other hand, I think you need to let yourself grieve a little bit for this change, which is a big change in your life. And I think the third challenge is helping other people to understand what is going on with you, your friends, your family, your coworkers. They need to understand what it means that some days you feel good and other days you really struggle and how they can support you. And so I think that it's important to be aware of what all of the challenges are so that you can address them head on. So let's move on to the next question. What do you think other people don't understand when it comes to living with chronic disease? Chronic disease is really hard to understand if you haven't experienced it yourself, because the nature of it is that some days you're going to feel pretty good and other days you might really be struggling. And I think that's hard for people to understand because when you have other things, like you have an illness and they know exactly what it is and they know the kind of course that it takes. I think this kind of back and forth of chronic illness is confusing to people and that can confuse people in your relationships, in your family, at work, when maybe you're under a deadline, but your disease flares up that day or that week. And so I think it's really important to educate the people around you about what it is that you're struggling with, what your diagnosis is and what it looks like so that they can better support you when you are struggling. So here's question number three. How can someone be their own best advocate when it comes to chronic illness? This goes back to that idea that sometimes in the beginning, you aren't getting the support you need because people are not taking you seriously. 
So I would say make sure that you find the right care team that has experience with treating your particular disease. And if you're not getting the answers that you need, find another doctor or seek another opinion. And of course, don't be afraid to speak up about your symptoms. Some people think they're not big enough to share. Like, for example, if you're feeling really tired, people think, well, that's not really a symptom. Yes, it is a symptom. If your heart is racing, that's a symptom. If you feel like your weight is fluctuating, that's a symptom. So if even if you think it's not that big of a deal, report everything that you're experiencing so that your care team has all of the information they need, not only to get a proper diagnosis, but also to help treat the symptoms that you're having. And also share the impact on your daily life and emotional well-being of what's going on. Because I think a lot of people are so focused on the physical symptoms that they don't realize that chronic illness can have a profound effect on your relationships to others, on your relationship to yourself, if it changes the way you look physically, there are some adjustments that you might need to make in terms of um, you know, what you're able to do and what you're not able to do at certain times. And it's really important to get help and to get support for your mental health as you go through this as well. So here's another question. As an author yourself, I know you've experienced firsthand the therapeutic benefit of writing. Can you talk about the power of writing and why you recommend that people, including those with TED, write to their disease? I love this question because with anybody who comes to therapy, I often suggest writing out what you're feeling. It helps us to clarify what's going on. It helps us to take control of our narrative. It helps us to just kind of release a lot of what's been spinning around in our heads. But I think particularly when you have something like a chronic illness and, and something like TED, where you feel like often that the disease is kind of telling your story. And what I want people with chronic illness to do is to take control of the narrative, to write to your disease, to say everything that you've always wanted to say to your disease so that you can say, I am the author of my story. I am in control of my story. There's a campaign going on right now that I love where you can actually write to DearTedLetters.com and share your story. And not only will that help you to take control of your narrative, but you get to read letters from other people who are going through something similar. And I think that connection is so important because having a chronic illness can be so isolating. And when you read the words of somebody else who's experiencing the same thing or had a similar incident happen, or they have a symptom that is just like yours, it can feel so good not to be isolated and to know that other people are managing and coping and thriving and taking control of their narratives as well. So here's the next question. I no longer look like myself and feel like I never will again. How can I get back my confidence with my appearance? I see this a lot where people are dealing with changes to their appearance because of a chronic illness. And I would say the first thing that I notice is that how they view themselves is different from how other people view them. So I don't see a big change in someone's appearance. I notice changes, but they're not as big as the person who's looking in the mirror feels that they are. And I think that that's important to remember that you are still you and people still look at you as you. And you don't want to lose your identity because something about you looks different. So I think it's important to remember that you are still you and other people still view you that way. 
And the other thing I hear is that sometimes people will make comments about the changes in your appearance. And that's because they don't know what you're going through. They don't know why these changes are happening. So it actually offers an opening for you to say, I have this diagnosis, I have this chronic illness, and here's what it does to me. And what it does is it opens up this conduit for you to start having conversations about what's going on so you don't feel like you're walking around with this big secret. And people can be so supportive when they find out what you're going through. So I think the advantage is that you don't have to hide it, that it's right there in your appearance. And people say, oh, I understand now. How can I help? So one of the big changes that happens for people with TED is that some of the things that they took for granted in terms of what they could do visually they can't do as well. And I think that what is really important in that situation is to really set goals and talk to your doctor about, I would like to be able to do this again. What can we do to help me do that? And you really start talking specifically about treatment. You really start talking specifically about your goals for a specific task that you want to be able to do. And I think that what's so great is I've seen a lot of people with TED become so resourceful in terms of what kind of hacks they can use to get around the things that maybe are still a bit challenging for them. And that's where community comes in. I think it's really important to be in touch with other people who have TED, who have found creative ways to work around the things that maybe they couldn't do, but now they found a way to do something different and to be really proud of yourself for being so resourceful and so creative in being able to take control of what you can take control over. So I want to thank you all for your questions. This last question I'll wrap up with is, what would you say to people who are on the fence about speaking up or sharing their story? Something that I always talk about with people who are dealing with a chronic illness is there's so much secrecy and shame. People feel like no one's going to understand. Everybody's tired. So what does it mean if I say I'm really tired? How will people understand that? People are afraid that people will think that they're lazy or that they're just complaining. So speaking up educates people. It tells people, this is what happens when you have my particular diagnosis. This is what happens to me. This is why this happens to me. And here's how you can support me. And if you don't speak up, you're not going to be understood and you're not going to get the support that you need. And what I found is that when people speak up, so much happens. They feel relief because they're not hiding anymore. They don't feel like they have some shameful secret that they have to hide. And they can articulate how other people can support them. They can say to the people around them, here's what I need when I'm experiencing this. And they can actually get their needs met. So I think it's so important to speak up to your to your doctors, to speak up to your, your, your coworkers, to speak up to the people in your family, to speak up to your friends, so that they know how they can support you and they understand what you're going through. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for your questions and thank you all for listening. If you'd like to write your own Dear Ted letter, visit DearTedLetters.com to write your story and hear what others are experiencing. And don't forget to join the Listen to Your Eyes Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube communities as well. Until next time, listen to your eyes.